When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, oh, what a week. Oh, God. Oh, what a week. Oh, boy. Guys, I think one of these episodes is the one that finally broke me. Same. After one of these episodes... I was mad that Spencer asked me to be on this podcast a year ago. I've yeah, I've never <laughs> genuinely hated Ninja Turtles until one of these episodes. <laughs> what are the odds that we're not talking about the same episode? Though? Oh, I think I think we both are. I hope so. What it's gonna be real awkward guys? otherwise. <laughs> guys, let me tell you. The Mr. Og episode, incredible. Best thing Ninja Turtles has ever done. Mr. Og needs to appear in the ID. <laughs> took a while, took a wild shot and uh to, to see if that was the one we're both talking about. Huh? Yeah. My side hurts when you when you say stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, guys, uh those three episodes this week are the gang's all here, the Grubics, and Mr. Og goes to town yeah we're on the downside of season three this is episodes 40 to 42 yeah 47 so we're getting real close to the end here real close we just have like five more episodes of this i'm proud of us man me too we're we're almost there we've almost made it it's it's kind of like a badge of honor i feel like you know we're, we're doing really good yeah just think about that badge at the end of season seven when we're done or eight which however many seasons are in the show 10 10 10 holy shoot well (laughs) they get shorter as they go they do they do at least that yeah yeah because we talked about it like this is this is definitely you know let's get as many as we can out you know Mm -hmm. yeah they're trying to hit that 65 for syndication that's the magic number for syndication 65 episodes because you can show one every day every weekday after school four times a year yeah it's it's so many episodes to think that there are people cranking out cartoons like that in the in, you know during the 80s and stuff is, is crazy you know it is it's, it's also it's also we were watching these like every day and they're so mindless like when you sit down and watch all of these like in a row Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's just they're so mindless and it's it's weird when they decide to sprinkle in some continuity mm-hmm. like and not necessarily like callbacks to previous episodes or like you know an ongoing like story arc but like when they're like they just kind of like reference 
something that doesn't get referenced very often. And it's like, oh, okay, you guys are kind of paying attention. And then everything just goes out the window again. Yeah. I think we're also like, we're in that lull between them introducing characters that are going to be toys during season three and the end of season three, which is goes out with a big blowout. Like literally the episode is called the big blowout. So we're, we're in that middle point where it's like, ah, what are we going to do? Ah, we'll just rip off some other things. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to figure out how they're going to fill these 60 whatever episodes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So without further ado, let us tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. All right, I'm up first tonight. Uh, this is The Gang's All Here, Season 3, Episode 40, originally aired November 17th, 1989, written by James A. Davis. Uh, this is his only writing credit on this series. So the turtles are driving around patrolling the city and see a gang member trying to snatch an old lady's purse. The turtles foil the robbery and are given cookies by the old lady as a, re- as a reward. Turns out this was all a setup. Rocksteady was dressed as the gang member and Bebop as the old lady. Don is suspicious of the cookies and takes them back to the lab for examination. Turns out they contain an anti-mutagen agent, which would transform the turtles into humans. Mike likes that idea, but Splinter warns him that as a human, he would lose all of his ninja powers and skills. Mike later decides to eat a cookie anyway and transforms into a human. He leaves a note for his brothers so they know what happened and heads topside. Meanwhile, Krang has found a cargo ship with components to repair the Technodrome. He's sending Bebop and Rocksteady to find their old gang to help steal the equipment off the ship. April has also decided to do an expose on gang violence and winds up infiltrating Bebop and Rocksteady's old gang. She's helped with her gang initiation by Michelangelo, uh, but he's fluctuating wildly between his human and turtle form. Back in the sewer, the turtles hear a loud explosion. Turns out the cookies are unstable and the turtles find Michelangelo's note. Don whips up an antidote, and they head to the streets to find Michelangelo to stop him from exploding. Bebop and Rocksteady show up and take control of the, their old gang and head to the cargo ship. April tries to radio the police, but is captured. Mike rescues her, uh, though he's still fluctuating between a super strong turtle and a super wimpy human. The other turtles show up and help save the day, defeating the gang and spraying Mike with the antidote. They celebrate their victory with a chocolate chip pizza. The end. Man, what a... That was the best one out of these three, I think. Kind of, you know? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> do we have to determine a best? No, nah, I, I, won't, I won't make us do it. It was the most serviceable, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> but then we're on to my episode now. The Gribix. The Gribix. Yeah. Which sounds way cooler than what the Gribbix ended up being. So this episode was written by Michael Reeves. The Michael Reeves joint. Mm-hmm. And it's released November 20th of 1989. So a giant weird dimension from Portal X appears over New York City. Something falls out of it and the turtles go and hunt it down. They find it and learn that it is a fuzzy little, I don't know, it looks like Cubert had a baby with a bear creature. Uh, with psychokinetic powers it's it's little though you know uh, they bring it back to their lair with april shredder and kering are also aware that this uh Gribix, as they call it it has shown up and they plan to capture it and use its powers to raise the technodrome 
another portal opens above New York City from Dimension X, and the turtles go and check that out. It's the neutrinos looking for their pet Gribbix. And so then the turtles fill them in. Uh, they let the turtles know that the Gribbix shouldn't, the neutrinos let the turtles know that the Gribbix shouldn't eat Earth food. Otherwise, it could react very badly with them. At the same time, April feeds it back at the turtle's lair. It grows into a giant monster and chases her and Splinter. April calls the turtles for help, and the neutrinos tell her to get the Gribbix wet. Splinter knocks a pipe open and it spills on the Gribbix, and it reverts back to a normal little, little Gribbix. But uh, he escapes. Shredder now shows up topside with his device that tracks the Gribbix. And uh, both the Turtles and the Shredder are now chasing him. Cal is reunited with the Gribbix, but then a fight with the foot breaks out. The Gribbix chases them off with a stun laser. And, uh, but he gets separated from everyone else and is alone with Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady. And Shredder manages to outwit the Gribbix and stun him. And he then captures him and escapes with him. Shredder now goes to a power plant to drain the Gribbix's powers and transmit it to the Technodrome. But apart short circuits, so Shredder leaves to go replace it. Beop and Rocksteady feed the Gribbix while he is gone, and it goes all Hulk again. Using a tracker of their own, the Turtles and their friends hunt down the Gribbix and show up to see him rampaging in the streets. Uh, they're finally able to stop it by having Kala distract him while they open a fire hydrant and spray him. After gathering him up, the neutrinos head home. The end. Or like the gremlin. Just absolutely yeah, right. riveting. <laughs> All right, and wrapping up this trilogy of shame is Mr. Og Goes to Town, original air date of December 15th, 1989, written by David Wise. While searching for a device to transform crude oil into liquid hydrogen, which they need to run the Technodrome, Krang accidentally brings Mr. Og from Dimension Z to Earth. Mr. Og has the power to transform anything into anything he wishes. While Mr. Og is in the Technodrome, he discovers Shredder's quarters and has, who has a huge collection of antique vases. Og has a taste for old porcelain and eats all of Shredder's collection. And by the time Shredder finds out, it's too late. Og wants to find where he can get more porcelain, and Krang gets the idea of how to get him to destroy the turtles and then give him the formula to turn crude oil into liquid hydrogen. He tells Og that he could get more porcelain for him, but he's got to get those turtles first because they are doomed to stay underground. Og feels bad for them, and so he says he'll get whoever did that to them. Krang tells Og that if he can get a formula to, tr uh, to transform oil into hydrogen, Krang will tell him where he can get all the porcelain he ever wanted. Og agrees to it. Og heads up to the surface to find the turtles, and coincidentally, he finds them all above ground. Og says that he will get them for what they've done to his best friends, Krang and Shredder. He starts setting traps for the turtles, but they soon discover that Odd really can't harm them. Instead of setting deadly traps, he's using ice cream and cookies to stop them. Michelangelo finally gets up with Og after he throws the turtle into an antique store. Mikey th throws the nearest thing at Og, which happens to be a vase, and then is discovered 
and then they discover Og's taste for porcelain. The turtles know that they have to stop Og before he turns New York City into one giant Sunday. So they contact April, and with her help, they lure Og into a museum, thus capturing him. Meanwhile, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady sees an old oil tanker and begin pumping the oil down to the Technodrome. Og gets free from the museum, but the turtles in April realize that his transformations are only illusions. And with some help of some fake porcelain, the turtles and their pan-dimensional transporter, they trick Og into going back to Dimension Z. Krang and Shredder get away with stealing the oil, but in the end, they discover that the formula that Og gave them doesn't work. At the end, Og appears in the turtles' TV to vent his frustration for tricking them with a and starts throwing the cheap imitation bosses that they gave him back at them. The end. Man. Audible sigh. There's just there's just no way to do that story justice. Uh-uh. No, it <laughs> is one that must be experienced. Yeah. It's Mr. Mix's Pickwick from... Mix's uh, Yeah, from Superman. Mix's Pickwick. It's like... It's hard to say. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. He He's like a cross between Mix's Pickwick woody woodpecker and like peewee herman yeah he does the laugh uh, that's what that's from okay yeah. i was yeah. actually it's like, asking you yeah. guys it's, it's that, like yeah. it's like woody woodpecker's laugh but in like peewee herman kind of like tone okay yeah i was gonna ask you guys about that in the uh second time around Heck yeah well then let's get Speak on over it up. yeah let's go hey nice junk so the gang's all here uh, is the gang all here? Because that's not their original gang. Well, their original gang has all been turned into mutants. Which is really weird that this is like their original gang that they say. Yeah. Well, this is the original gang before they were in the gang that got turned into mutants, you know? Is it? Because <laughs> it's never really established. It is yeah. now. <laughs> it's strange that like none of them are the same from the first time we saw them. You know, like they had to... They- means the animators had to make new character models for all these gang members honestly i don't used... think they even remembered <laughs> that might be true too <laughs> like i don't even think they remembered that the rest of their gang was transformed into mutants like yeah. who boy and also yeah like can we can we just say april's gang member outfit it's phenomenal. It's, it's just phenomenal. She blends it's the right yellow in. jumpsuit, but she just puts like a leather jacket <laughs> and a, a, leather and a jacket bandana. And headband on. <laughs> it's like flawless. April, come on, baby. You Very good. It. I did think it was interesting that they were going to turn into humans, which is what was that was like the plot of Out of the Shadows, wasn't it? Or that was like a plot point of that movie. That I mean, it it was a plot, but it wasn't like retro mutagen. It was just like the mutagen would do that to them. Mm-hmm. which is also interesting that like the turtles technically like have superpowers as mutant turtles and which, apparently okay, so their they, athleticism comes from being turtles and yeah and so like when they keep talking about oh you'll lose your turtle powers and it's like what powers do they have as turtles like i would think that they would have things like more dexterity being a human yeah, yeah. they have twice as many fingers They'd have twice as many fingers and toes. Could you imagine if Michelangelo like sucked his arms and legs into his shell and then turned into a human? They're just like, ah, exactly. <laughs> my organs. And it's like, yeah, and it's like, what if, like, what if he's in the middle of doing that when, when the unstable mutagen uh, takes hold? You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, we got to run through these these second time around because it sounds like we have a lot of anchovies to oh, get to. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, my one thing else is also that Bebop has a convincing old lady voice. You know, I'm surprised that uh, he could sound kind of actually like an old lady. And everybody, <sighs> yeah, and everybody fell for it. Yeah. That's some good voice acting, though. Uh, uh, was Barry Gordon doing a Bebop doing an old lady? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Gribix. Um, pass. So we, we learned that the Turtles actually purchased their weapons. You know, we talk about how did the Turtles get their weapons? Don't know how, but these ones actually purchased theirs because michelangelo talks about how much he paid for his nunchucks that he doesn't want to buy new ones or that he just finished paying them off or something like that yeah i think Raphael makes a comment too about like is it too late to return these like which is which is real awkward because we start getting the the ninja line the the rope (laughs) very soon yeah my only note for this was uh the star cruisers in this episode but they call it the star mobile Okay, they yeah, I was like, that doesn't sound right. Right. I, I think that's a cooler name though, Starmobile. It is. What do I know though? Uh, actually, you know what? No, I, I lied. I take yeah, it back. I think, I think Star I like... Star Cruiser sounds cooler. Yeah, I think I like Star Cruiser a little better myself. Hmm. This is the hill I'm willing to die on. So okay. that's a, small, move that's past a it. small hill, buddy. Pick your battles. Man. That is a Starmobile is cool. Hill. You know. <laughs> I got Spencer on my side. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Anyway, the other thing I'll say is that uh, the Grubix is very Gremlins like esque, right? I mean, the- oh, it's it's a total is, it's a total Gremlins joke. Like his food and then you know, water spraying on him. Like, yeah. So. Oh yeah. It's I mean it's what body adventure shrinking episode mind swap episode Gremlin parody like every. 80s cartoon had this episode we're just check we're just checking off the list yep all right uh this is another episode from david wise that has to deal with the shredder stealing something when he took over the foot clan in this case it's priceless porcelain yeah i kind of skipped over that um so this is what i was talking about at the beginning where they kind of like do continuity references that like i don't think they intended on doing but it's nice that they were like that they keep reminding the splinter or that that shredder took over the foot clan like i i, I just i don't know it's, it's a cool callback that like doesn't get brought up enough but i really like it when they do bring it up yeah he took over the foot clan laid off all of the human ninjas and just kept the robot ones because the, he doesn't have to pay them i, <laughs> I mean like did so the like, work for lug nuts yeah and, i mean and so that's the thing is like did did Krang help him get like the like build the robot foot clan? I thought they mentioned that in the first season. Like I thought they did too. Because like, I thought I thought Krang that was, was his that was his motivation for working with Krang was to get technology, and Krang's motivation was to get a new body from Shredder. Yeah, because that's the thing is like Krang makes sense to have the kind of technology to build more foot clan soldiers. Mm-hmm. Or more foot so I don't know why I said foot clan soldiers. Um like Krang would be the one like because I mean, we even see it in like the video games like there's an assembly line for foot soldiers yeah so i don't know man <laughs> uh, my last thing for second time around is for the last episode mr og uh and you guys already talked about it so yeah is his laugh supposed to be a reference to something because he does it multiple times and i feel like it's supposed to be referencing something 
it's it's got to be i mean because like peewee's playhouse was was big around this time um and like peewee's big adventure was a huge movie Mm -hmm. um so i gotta think both of those kind of play into this especially his look Mm -hmm. um it's like it's very like imp like peewee so but but like we said mr spix mr like um like he's a superman villain but he's not like he's not like one of the big ones but like when he shows up it's annoying kind of thing yeah like so it's it's it that one's kind of a weird reference to pull i guess yeah because it's like that that's a reference that would be lost on kids yeah yeah mr mixtable mix x pit lick mix is mix x pit lick or as his wife calls him mixy 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 well you know he's also they make him even more annoying when they actually when he actually gets a voice and shows up in lego games and they've got gilbert godfrey voicing him (laughs) but see that's a callback to superman the animated series where uh Gilbert Godfrey voiced him there. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's also the voice of him in the Lego games. And have you guys ever read uh, "Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow"? Uh, a, no, oh, I want to. no, I read All Star Superman. Yeah, so it's a it's an old uh, Alan Moore comic, and Mix It Spit Lick is in it, and he's like, he gets really mad at Superman. He's like, "Did you really think that a fifth dimensional omnipotent imp?" Uh, just looked like an old man in a hat. He turns into this like giant demon. It's really cool. And then uh, the kryptonite man winds up giving crypto radiation poisoning as crypto like rips his throat out. Like it's a really <laughs> dark story. <laughs> but, but that part's really. I mean, cool. for Alan Moore. <laughs> yeah, for Alan Moore, it's it's par for the course. But... Man, I'm gonna have to, yeah, I have to read that one. It's pretty good. Uh, my only other note for this was we get another look at Donatello's portable portal generator, which is not very portable. And the pan-dimensional. Yeah. It's still as big as it was. I don't know why he calls it portable. but Well, it wasn't called portable in this episode. Oh, was he just lugging the, the whole he was thing just, around? Yeah, he didn't fold it down <laughs> like we've talked about it being able to do before. No, he just he just that's why that's why he kept complaining about how heavy it was oh okay so there's a little bit of continuity for you yep so i don't think he built i don't think he builds the portable one or like gives it the the portability matrix yet right he hasn't figured out how a hinge works yet yeah but guys i think it's time to get some anchovies on this pizza nobody likes anchovies now, the gang's all here. Did anyone think that it was kind of superfluous that Michelangelo turned into a human? Yeah, and I, it's, it's, it's in concept. I mean, like, we it's talk like, about it all the time. Like, how does mutagen work in this world? Like, yeah. it's not consistent. Yeah, wh- like, why would it turn them into a human? And then, like, like Spencer was saying, like, it's such an interesting concept, and it's just totally squandered. Yeah. Like we finally get to see how they would get to interact with people in real life, you know, like at least Michelangelo and get to see him do things. But then he like steps out. He can't do anything. He can't even skateboard anymore. Apparently like apparently that goes along with being a turtle. Turtles are naturally good skateboarders. Uh, and he, I think, that, I think that was the thing that annoyed me most is that like, 
all of their athleticism was tied to them being a turtle, apparently. Everybody knows that uh, turtles are called the Tony Hawk of, of the jungle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Like every zoologist knows that. Right, right. It's a common name. Yeah, they're the Tony but, Hawks of the pond, you know? <laughs> yes, of the pond. Watch me turn this fishbowl into a half pipe. That's that's why the kid tripped and dropped them down. They were doing half pipes. They were doing half bowl, pipes, yeah. And he did, you know, just knocked them over. Yeah. But yeah, I just ooh. And then it just it really annoyed me that they're like and that the, the, the turtles like when they're driving and looking for Michelangelo, they find that kid that looks exactly like the human version of Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's not they didn't even do anything different. He's literally wearing the same outfit. And it's like they automatically know that it's him. And they, 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 they that, like they they haven't even seen what he looks like as a human yet. Thank you. And, yeah, they hadn't seen what he looked like. They're like, that's him. Obviously, yeah, and they're just they, they pull up on this random kid, and they're like, that's Michelangelo, and then immediately start spraying him. <laughs> they get rid of his like, What are you doing? Could could you imagine you're just walking down the street? It's the '80s. A van pulls up. Three giant monster turtle men come out and they're like, it's him, and start spraying you in the face <laughs> yeah, exactly. with a green potion. <laughs> it's like not only that, like you know, they, they start spraying him and like oh god, it's just mm. the other thing though is the kid is shocked by the turtles. Once again, the turtles have been erased from like being known that they exist into not like into people not knowing they exist again. Yeah. Like, like there, there is no continuity with that at all. I think even in one of these episodes, like Burn says to April, like, "Oh, we'll, oh, we'll get there." About the turtle men, you know, he's talking about like making jokes about her going crazy because she's it's, like talking about mentions turtle men. It's the same episode. Is it? Yeah, yeah. This episode. It's suddenly this episode. Turtles, suddenly the turtles are unknown again. Yeah, even though that kid knew who the turtle. Yeah, Burn yeah. has met the turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Burn, the guy that was kidnapped by Elvis aliens and went on live television to talk about it is now giving April crap about Turtle Men yeah. that he knows exists. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I almost wish it wasn't Burn, but yeah, God, it's just, it's, and again, we're dunking on this card, the stupid cartoon made for children in the 80s. Like it was not supposed to stand under this kind of scrutiny. Yeah. But Jesus, guys. <laughs> I thought it was weird too. So, guys, so, Bebop and Rock City are dressed as humans, but like you can see Bebop's face. Yeah. Like, and the turtles are like, oh, it's a sweet old lady. And like, that sweet old lady has tusks. And why suddenly are they going with a cookie themed mechanism instead of pizza? We know the turtles eat pizza, they give them cookies. Yeah, I exactly. do like the. Like, like, you know the turtles, like, you know the pizza's their thing. Yeah. Now, I do like the idea that uh, Shredder is, like, in an, in an apron and Bebop and Rocksteady have, like, rolling pens. He's like, yes, these cookies will destroy the turtles. I do and, like, like, I do like, like that Crane calls him out on him. it. <laughs> I do like that Crane calls him out on it. He's like, oh, Shredder, I didn't know that baking was your thing. Yeah. I do like that. <laughs> like, that, that, was, that was the legitimately funny one. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I would give it crap, except for this is also the same show 
wear the turtles walk around without like masks and just have trench coats and hats on and oh not only that not that. only that yeah. in mr og goes to town they're just wearing business suits they don't even bother with the mask or a hat anymore yeah and, like they just were like okay screw it so I, I guess if that's a good enough disguise in this world, then Bebop and Rocksteady's are good enough. But that was on my list, but I decided to let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and, and then what was annoying is that, like, Michelangelo and, and like, Raph are giving him crap about, like, because I think it was, who, who I think they, they were picking on Donnie for picking, like, the business suits for, for, their, for their costume that day. Uh-huh. And, like, they're like, oh, you know, oh, we look like total squares. And it's like, yeah, but you guys aren't worried that you don't have a mask on or a hat or something like you're literally like, you didn't even take your, your face masks off. I mean, well, everyone would know color coded bandanas. If, if they took off the face mask, everybody would know that they're turtles. Yeah. I mean, every, how does nobody know that they're turtles looking like they do now? Uh. <laughs> all right, let's jump back. Are we, are we done complaining about the gangs all here? I've, I've lost track of what we're complaining about. They're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> I, I think I've got every. I think I've got all my complaints out of the way. I think I'm good. All right, let's go to the Grivix. I don't understand why the Grivix has a vacuum nose when it's small. It's like square and hollow, and then when it's, it gets big, it's got like just a just a bunny nose. It's it really just threw me off. A bad design all around, and yeah. I think what what got me is that this episode is probably the worst animated episode I've seen so far. This show. Like, it was ugly to look at, and like, characters didn't move. Like they they moved weird. Everything was super cheap, and it's really weird to say that because it has. I mean, I think uh, Keith, I think this is what you were talking about in our group chat. Um, it has like the best fight sequence between Shredder and Leo. Yeah. But outside of that, it's just like a bunch of them running very stiffly and awkwardly. I know what you're talking about. And it's like this this episode was just so ugly to look at. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I and which really sucks because it's like the first time the neutrinos have been back in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I went to summarize this episode and I, I remembered I like I realized I could remember the beginning. And so I was like, oh cool, I can just type it all up. And I started typing and then I realized suddenly I didn't know what happened anymore. And then I remembered that I fell asleep during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't blame you oh man that's that's telling yeah i mean i was also really tired that day on top of this but Mm -hmm. i mean i watched this on i watched this on my lunch but yeah it's just it's these three episodes man are just not good yeah now at the end of this episode uh raf says that he hopes this isn't the start of an epidemic like too soon man yeah 20 30, 30 years soon. too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I actually don't have any anchovies written for the episode because it was just all around bad. So <laughs> like I don't know. I can't I can't really put my finger on any specific complaints. I just definitely didn't enjoy it. It just is all over the place, doesn't make any sense, bouncing around, mindless. 80s cartoon children's television <laughs> yeah like like it is a gremlins parody in the idea that like they feed it something and it gets bad and they make it wet and something different happens yeah outside of that it's just like yeah it's all over the place 
I think I really hate that like Splinter like like he's he's like oh April you probably shouldn't eat feed feed that thing and it's like he just lets her do it it's like no Splinter like take the food out of April's hand yeah karate chop her like <laughs> we've Vulcan seen you- death pinch yeah. Use your tail, whip it around, whip that pizza right out of that. Use use the curly the remo- yeah. maneuver. The curly maneuver. Oh my gosh, the curly maneuver. I hope that comes back. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I wish it did. Like, but sh- Shredder, let this be our final battle. Whoop, whoop, knock, knock. He's out. Yeah, exactly. He totally Zoidbergs them. <laughs> Hooray! Curliest thing originally. <laughs> I just mm. I was right. just like, I was just like Splinter like just just karate chop that food out of her hand like don't right. don't let her don't let her do that oh yeah ninja kick the damn oh you let up. her you let her do it man Mr. Odd goes to town oh god this ah! is this is the worst episode and when I saw it was written by David Wise I knew it I you knew, knew it was the bad. worst. I knew it would be is that bad. Why this you is like, me, is that why you let me pick it? I I didn't. So I didn't know that beforehand, and I thought Mr. Og was going to be a caveman, and I was kind of excited for it. And then instead, I got Mr. Mixes Pitlick. I and thought, I thought Mr. Og was um, God, what, that one alien, the the alien with like the camera. Oh, those were the Polarisoids, right? Yeah, I thought. I thought Mr. Rog was another Polarisoid. Uh, so I was like, because I because we talked about how they come back in an episode, and I was like, oh, it's probably this one. Nope, it's 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 Wait, not. Wrong. It's this episode is written Pee-wee Herman and Mr. Mixta Mixta. I can't remember. Mixta Spitlick. Spitlick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This episode was written by Mad Libs. It's just porcelain, liquid nitrogen, oil. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, Superman villain. Put those all together. This, if you made a bot watch 500 hours of Ninja Turtles and write an episode, <laughs> this, is the episode this would be it. Yeah, yeah, it would be exactly this. It would be just as humorless as this was. It's awful. Even okay. okay, there was there was one line that I legitimately laughed out loud at, and I okay. will bring that up in the next segment. All right, but because yeah. I've got more. <laughs> That's fine. Let's hear it. So, all right. Donatello's like, oh, Og can't hurt us because otherwise he would be making bombs and missiles and stuff and hurt Which is us. smart. That's that's but, a smart observation. That's a smart observation. Except that he did make missiles out of the street lamps, one. And two. And hammers. A, yeah. And he turned a park bench into like a boxing glove that hit Michelangelo and knocked him through a store. So he can hurt the turtles. On top of that, they note that uh, they're just illusions, right? He's not actually changing the buildings into ice cream or whatever but it it doesn't even matter and on top of that again he hit michelangelo with something clearly he's like able yeah, like, to affect matter like that was such a weird thing to point out because like when they they look through the channel six news camera and like see like oh these are just illusions but it's like but why yeah but these yeah like <laughs> that never really gets resolved and it's like okay well like why would you introduce that and not like build up on it because if because if it's just an illusion then what does it matter if you change it back you just got to get rid of him you don't need to change anything back 
because this episode was written by Mad Libs, man. It's just yeah. had, to, had to put illusions in there somewhere. On top of that, liquid hydrogen, you can make that on Earth without like taking crude oil, a thing that is already <laughs> a fuel, and making it into liquid nitrogen. And now, if you're going to power your technodrome with it, you shouldn't have it at the center of the Earth because liquid hydrogen has to be super, super cold and to stay in a liquid form. And it's going to explode because it's yeah. volatile. Uh, and, it, and it's like okay like you're gonna this is how many power sources are we up to for the technodrome too oh, i'm pretty sure there's about anything good power this at this point. like yeah the last it, it episode really, they were trying to make a pet fly it out of the center of the earth like it could be powered by anything <laughs> yeah like we really need to stop pretending that like <laughs> this is any kind of rare fuel will power the technodrome you know what it is? Every episode where they look for a new power source for the Technodrome, it's it's in its own continuity. I've decided. There's just like 740 different... There's 740 timelines. different Earths <laughs> in this continuity. And each episode is a new one. <sighs> Mr. Og almost broke me. It really, I'm going to be 100%. Really I, I, turned, I turned that TV off and I was like, damn it, Spencer. I was, uh, mad, at you. I was mad at you for... A year's worth of this podcast. <laughs> I was so I was I was just so utterly just kind of like, God, like this is this is classic turtles. This is this is a hundred percent classic turtles, and this is what the fandom conveniently forgets. Yes, is I, classic I, turtles. If you've said in the last ten years that I want more eighty-seven turtles, I want more of that cartoon. That cartoon was great. Everyone should watch it. I. I I dare you to go watch this episode and tell me you were right. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like, because because then the argument will be, oh no, I didn't mean that one. It's like, oh no, no no, no no no, you meant you get that the one. whole thing or nothing at all. The one written by David Wise, the head writer on Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you have to take that one. <laughs> like you don't get, you, you don't get to mess around. My, my thing a, is, we're getting pretty aggressive with this, aren't we? <laughs> go ahead, Spencer. Sorry. If you want more, go and watch all 10 seasons and then see if you really want more. Go back and rewatch all 10 seasons and then decide. That's the thing. It's like really so many, yeah. so many dudes are just like, this is a tangent, uh, you know, that thing we do on this show. Um, but so many dudes are like, oh, like, you know they went on for 10 seasons and it's like okay that's not necessarily a good thing because they really stopped running they ran out of ideas by like season two Mm -hmm. yeah you know and having having that many seasons isn't a good thing like unless they're all consistently good you're just prolonging a terrible show yeah well and yeah i mean what a goal really is is to keep something going to keep this in the minds of kids so that they go and buy toys oh yeah absolutely oh, yeah. and i absolutely and you know it 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 did its job yeah you know, like the show i mean granted i i definitely stopped watching by this point because i barely i like i know i knew of mr Og, but like i was way older than um and it's like the only episodes I come back for are like the Hokum Hair episodes because I had those I had those on VHS, but like I don't remember watching the show like, like past this point. Yeah, I definitely haven't ever gotten this far, <laughs> but I never tried to watch this show until I hit like my twenties. So 
it really honestly like every time i watch these episodes i want to go back and watch the first season again because i'm like that's the only time i've ever had fun with this version <laughs> like other than other than the episodes like we legitimately enjoy like like obviously i'm not saying every episode is terrible in this show but it's like people just you guys gotta realize the show is not good there are good episodes yeah i also i think like we're at we're at a point where you can kind of see the the writers are getting like burnout like they're they're just kind of 47's a lot of episodes to pump out yeah. for a single season like they're they're clearly like anything we can get on paper is what we're doing you know because mm-hmm. um, if you look at the beginning of the season midway through the season i mean we had leatherhead and rat king and uh baxter stockman showing up like there's been some really good episodes this season but like the last two or three weeks of of our show it's like the past nine episodes or so have been very iffy now to like pretty bad yeah so anyway now that we've uh i feel like we've covered the uh negativity i feel like a weight's been lifted off me yeah feeling loose (laughs) i'm definitely gonna sleep easier tonight yeah should we talk about i love being a turtle then I think so. Absolutely. And I love being a turtle! Absolutely nothing. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I got one for you. I no, think it's I actually, go. I think this might be an animation error. So the gang's all here. And we talked about this in anchovies that like Michelangelo's entire physicality athleticism is tied to the fact that he's a turtle. Hmm. And if he turns into a human, he will lose all of his ninja powers and skills. But he successfully breaks into April's place. Okay. And then April comes home and the animation, I'm pretty sure this is an error, but it's the most ninja thing any of them have ever done. She opens the door. She walks into the apartment. She closes the door. And without any animation around the door, Michelangelo is now standing there. It's like the most ninja thing that's ever happened. Oh, I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) I was like, huh, maybe uh, they're better ninjas as humans because they can blend in. Yeah. I mean, this thing is like the ability to turn human, like I said before, was actually an interesting concept in this episode. And like, I, you know, I really liked the idea of Michelangelo finding a chance to actually go and like be a part of the world and everything. Cause he, in my opinion, he's always kind of been the one that is, you know, he, he wants to connect with the world around him and, you know, he wants to be, you know, he's the party dude, quote unquote, you know, he's the one that wants to connect with people and, and actually be a part of the world around them more so than the other turtles. And so like, you get to see him like actually get to do that for a little bit. And so I, I liked that idea. It, it was a great idea, you know, but a great idea in the execution of that idea, two different things, but it was a great idea. And I don't know if you guys have uh, read up on like the, the fourth movie that was supposed to happen where the turtles were supposed to mutate more. I actually, I actually found those. I have those photos saved on my phone. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because you bring that up because like that uh so if you go to uh peter laird's blog and like search you can find these photos um they are of the turtles and they all got like secondary mutations yeah. and michelangelo's was that he could uh like project a human form mm-hmm. i kind of wonder if that if that didn't start here it, well maybe that was something they were thinking about beforehand but maybe they saw this episode and were like hey this is Maybe a good idea. Maybe something we should try. I mean, Peter will never admit it, but <laughs> true. But I mean, you're not wrong. Like it, that could be like the genesis of that idea. 
Yeah, ultimately, though, I mean, it, that's all that's also kind of a trope, like turning your monster characters into humans for a day kind of thing. Yeah. No, it is kind of a trope, but you actually don't get to really see it with the turtles. And so, you know, this is like one of the few instances where you do. So it is, like I said, it's kind of interesting uh, in just the scope of Ninja Turtles itself. Yeah, totally. What about you, Mike? What'd you like about this episode? What did I like about this episode? <sighs> I mean, other than just kind of how campy it is, um, like, I love just the utter stupidness that April's gang costume worked. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she she legitimately thought that, like, that whole outfit was a good idea. It's it's stupid and it's campy, and, I like, the campiness is, is why I love this show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, turn your, turn your brain off and just kind of go into it knowing that it's stupid and yeah like it's hilarious that her really like she just put a leather jacket over her yellow jumpsuit like it's it's like when your niece puts a ballerina costume over her like jeans and sweater and it's like i'm a fairy like no she looks exactly this like she and she like frizzed her hair up a little bit more yeah but it's like the the look is just so funny um but yeah like i just i just legitimately legitimately cracked up at it like (laughs) it's it's such a it's such a dumb dumb concept yeah um for the gribbits we mentioned this already that fight between leo and shredder is like yeah it's it's surprisingly like in this whole episode about how of how badly animated this episode is Mm -hmm. that's such a good looking fight well because so if you haven't seen it it starts go ahead spencer it's like three seconds but it looks really great yeah so it 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 like starts it's leo and shredder fighting it starts with them like overlooking this like cavernous part of the sewer and they're like up on a cliff almost part of it as silhouettes fighting and it zooms in like they leo hits with a sword and shredder blocks it and like leaps over another slash from leo it's really good I don't know why uh, why it's in this episode, but it looks it's really like, good. It's like that's where the entire animation budget for this episode went. Is that <laughs> one like short sequence? Yeah, it's like that five seconds. <laughs> it's literally. I think I sent you guys a clip. And it was like four seconds. Yeah, it's like mm. nothing, but man, it's cool. Yeah, they, they did a good job with it. Um, that's that's kind of the diamond in the rough, I think, on this one. Did you guys have something else? I did. I did like the the neutrinos coming back. Like they're always a treat to see. It was, that... and, and like Kala has like a funny like a funny line about of how she like when she's like calling to the Gribix and she's like, "You're my pet. Why are you doing?" Like <laughs> she's like berating the the Gribix, and then like immediately when it turns like small again, she's like, "Oh, I love you." <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then also, like, Michelangelo is, like, obviously the one that, like, is in love with her, and she flirts with him, but she flirted with Donnie in front of him, too. Oh, yeah, I know. And that that was really funny. I must have missed that, but gotta keep those brothers on their toes, you know? Yeah. I guess I guess there actually is one more funny thing in this. I did think it was funny when she gets reunited with her Gribix, and then Shredder's just like, what a revolting, like, touching scene or something like that. Stun them. They you know to be Robin <laughs> Rex, they, they start firing. 
Yeah, that was funny. Mr. Odd goes to town. I gotta say, I love the detail that Shredder collects vases. I think, and and so that was that was what I was talking about. Like that's the continuity thing about like oh like uh, Shredder, you know when Shredder took over the Foot Clan, like he was trying to like make a bunch of money, and it's like, it's like oh okay that's kind of interesting. He tried to make a bunch of money by stealing all the precious vases of the Huli era, or Who You Who You era. Who You, not the you not to be confused with the You Who era, (laughs) as as we are told by the curator. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a neat, like character kind of thing that you don't really see that often in turtles. In, in this yeah. Show. It kind of, um, it kind of rounds out that flat evil character. You know, he, he has motivations and hobbies outside of just, and then he gets like, he gets like so mad when, when, uh, Og gets in, gets in his room. Yeah. I also think it's funny that's that like as we see a map of the Technodrome and Shredder's room is like directly in the middle of the Technodrome. I don't know why I just thought that was funny. Um, but the, the line that like I legitimately laughed out loud at was when Og uh, turns the Technodrome into a pumpkin, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Crank's just like he turned the Technodrome into a pumpkin, <laughs> and it's just it's the most driest line reading. <laughs> and it was just so funny to me because he because krang was like krang was just done he like yeah. <laughs> it's not like, like it's not like pat stupid. fraley didn't know he was like he was questioning the line himself like yeah like he's, he's turning into a pumpkin he's turned the technodrome into a pumpkin <laughs> <laughs> Afferly himself was just done at that point yeah <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing is, like, Krang is Krang is really good in this episode. Yeah, um, it's conniving. Because you know, that's the thing is, like, in all three of these episodes, actually, Krang is really good. Like, he's he's legitimately funny. Like, I think he, I think Krang's li- literally the funniest character in this in these three episodes. Probably, probably in the show, I think Krang is definitely up there. Yeah, I gotta say. I've, I've talked about this before, but Bebop and Rocksteady's commitment to the bit. Uh, there's a part where Shredder steals a, a sailboat to take it out to a larger boat. And Bebop <laughs> and Rocksteady are already in like pirate gear. Yeah, they're a little pirate gear. <laughs> they remind me of the Dean from Community. Like they'll just show up in a costume no matter what, just like all ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Overall, like god this episode's bad yeah do you have any good things spencer i I didn't have anything written for mr og i (laughs) come on even we tried i know i know and you guys did so good and i feel (laughs) awful now you know i'm just like man i'm just so i'm just such a pessimist but the thing is is i had to watch like your turtles dark and gritty i do (laughs) but uh i watched it back to back of i watched this one and the previous one back to back. Oh, I watched all three episodes in a row. Oh man. Today, like today. You poor soul. But <laughs> I try to I try to like set the stage. Like this is a Saturday morning cartoon. I, I I sleep in, I wake up nice and late on Saturday morning. If my wife and I usually get pizza on Fridays, so I have leftovers. I'm already eating the food. I turn it on, I watch it, I write some notes down. Um I try to get through all three in the morning, but this time I just couldn't. I had to split yeah, it out. I think and, I think yeah. I'm gonna try your method for the next time we uh 
come back to 87 and yeah. try and watch it on a Saturday morning. Set the scene, set the mood, you know? Yeah, I, I should probably, I'll, I should probably try and do that. Yeah. I mean, Spencer, you've never had a Saturday morning. Yeah, I did. Saturday morning yeah. cartoons were a thing when I was a kid. Were they? Yeah, 2003 yeah, think- was, on, was on Fox Box and then 4Kids TV. Oh, yeah. I think the last Saturday morning cartoons were in 2011 or 2012 because I remember reading it in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I remember flipping on the TV one day, yeah, around 2012 ish, just, you know, out of nostalgia and just being like Saturday morning cartoons. Like I, I woke up early this Saturday for some reason. What's on? And then there was nothing. Like on all three of the channels, channel 13, nothing. Channel 30, I mean, channel 13 hadn't had anything in forever, but channel 30. <laughs> screw you channel 13 (laughs) that's that's fox on ours that's fox on ours and so fox had uh i was a 13 13 out here was upn ah yeah so fox said and they only had shows on sunday mornings oh yeah fox kids had already i mean not fox kids four kids which was on fox on the morning had already merged now with what was on the cw which i can't remember what it was before that but it became the cw for kids uh and i think i'm pretty sure channel two had died much earlier so that was abc that's abc oh channel two out here is cbs yeah channel two is cbs channel four is abc channel channel four is abc oh well anyway abc regional differences (laughs) shows on it and so i you know watched those growing up stuff that was on disney channel there oh yeah one saturday morning was great yeah one day saturday and after after a while it became after one day saturday morning and it had that whole song and everything it eventually became abc kids and then it and then it eventually died well it was like i think it was abc family yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, and they had like Disney shows on there. Yeah, correctly. Yeah, but anyway, I didn't. The ABC Family became its own channel without the cartoons, for some reason. Yeah. So anyway, the only way I could like you know I didn't have cable, so the only time I could get cartoons that weren't trying to like educate me was uh <laughs> was on Saturday morning. No. So yes, I did have Saturday morning cartoons. That was a thing for me. I think CBS was the last holdout for Saturday morning cartoons, if What's I remember my article correctly. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about your news channels. Um, here we have a channel. It's 1011. I think it's an NBC affiliate, but it's channel 10 and channel 11. So you'll watch 1011 news at nine. It's really stupid. Huh. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Here's your fun fact for the night. News. No, oh, so I guess that's I guess that's how we're uh, ending that segment. <laughs> this is April O'Neil of Channel Six. <laughs> what we got this week, guys? Uh, so Spencer, do you want to do it? Because you uh, were the one who threw it in the group chat first. All right, I will break the news that it looks like Sophie Campbell and Tom Waltz are teaming up for some Ninja Turtle story coming in 2022 with new redesigns for the Turtles that look super, super cool. I'm excited for it. 
So these, I want to know what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So do we, we don't know what it, we don't know what it is yet. So the specific art, uh, which if you go to our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram pages, you can see that we posted it. Uh, so this art looks like teaser art that was posted by Sophie uh, as we're recording this. She posted this last night on her Twitter uh, and just said, "Next year, uh, the it is the four turtles in pretty uh, different designs." Um, but kind of, but aping that classic, you know, we're not wearing costumes uh, panel from the, from issue one yeah. and underneath the turtles, it says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Campbell and Walt after Eastman and Laird. Yeah. And, and so, so this, it, this image is black and white uh, with some grays and their eyes are yellow and their face masks rather than being eye masks are covering the lower halves of their faces. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really cool. And in probably the most dramatic departure from what we usually know of the turtles, they're all wearing clothes, at least pants and like, you know, armor in some places. Yeah. It's they're really cool redesigns. And yeah, like Mike said, it's mimicking that classic splash page from issue one uh yeah if you look i i pulled that up it's actually like the photo is flipped and then the turtles are in different spots so like rap yeah. is in leo's spot yeah i think mike is where don was it's if you look they're posed similarly so it's it's not it's not a one-to-one right with the original picture but it's but that's obviously what they're invoking especially yeah. with the he's about to find out we're not wearing costumes or the caption here says they're not wearing costumes yeah so Nothing else as of this recording is known um, other than uh, Sophie answering a couple questions on her Twitter about this image. Um, so according to her, this is not a reboot of the IDW comics. This is not a reboot. <laughs> um, hang on. I got to pull it back up because I lost it. Yeah, another thing is, is like someone said that, you know, since it's only the four turtles, someone mentioned Jenica. And being worried that she was going to be gone. And she said, Jenica isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But, and so she kind of implied that this is a different story. And Tom said that too. Like Tom replied to the picture, could 2022 be the year of the turtle? Stick around to find out folks. Cause we've got plans, big plans. Yeah. But I know that Which, Tom was supposed to be coming back to help for Armageddon games. And so I'm wondering if this is part of the IDW continuity. Well, I guess Tom's got to come back on the show and find out and fill us in. Yeah. <laughs> but because he mentioned, you know, being back for that. And so like, I, I, I mean, it's not guaranteed, but I, I'm thinking it is a part of the IDW continuity, but I could be wrong. Well, that's the thing is, Sophie, Sophie's replying to people. So somebody says, I assume it's just Walt's coming back to co-write the main ongoing, right? Around issue 130. And Sophie says, no, something else. Somebody huh. asks, is it part of the last Ronin universe? Sophie says, no, unrelated. Yeah. And then someone asked if it was supposed to like continue, you know, Mirage Ninja Turtles. And she said, no, you know, yeah, number said, four isn't completed. And, you know, we, we can't just start with a new volume yeah so because somebody asked if this is going to be mirage volume five which is what she says four was never finished so how can we do five yeah which you can do that with unfinished books but 
Yeah. That's the thing is like, if it's not a reboot and it's not like continuing anything else previous, it's got to be continuing like the IDW series, right? Like, so, or it's so, something new completely, or it's something new completely. Because, uh, if any of our listeners have read the Power Rangers comic books from Boom, there is kind of different continuities in there. And also, IDW has done it with the Transformers comics. Like, there, I think there's two different continuities for, for the Transformers books at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of run concurrently. Huh. So, um, and with, uh, the Power Rangers books, you have the main Power Rangers book, then you had like MMPR, and then you had uh, GoGo Power Rangers, which were three different, like GoGo Power Rangers and the main Mighty Morphin book were the same characters, but they were different stories going on at the same time. And not necessarily at like, you know, it's like one week it's over here and then the other week it's in this issue. Like, no, they're, they're different years. Huh. So every, every time you say go go Power Rangers, I think of like cage dancing Power Rangers, like go go girls. What are you talking about? It's the it's the theme song, man. I know, but that rocking theme song. I, I know what it is. I'm saying I know the cadence at which you say it makes me think of a go go dancer, not go go Power Rangers. Just go go Power Rangers. If I say go 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 Power Rangers, we'll, go, we'll keep go, working on it. Okay, Rangers. well yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it like that. <laughs> I, Mike, I just hadn't heard myself talk for a couple minutes. I was oh, feeling okay. left out, so yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, also, like, th- like this is super cool, and like, I it was funny because like I woke up to Spencer retweeting it this morning. <laughs> Not that I have my alarm set to that, <laughs> but yeah. usually the first thing I do when I get when I wake up in the morning is I check Twitter because you know I'm on the West Coast, so things sometimes happen three hours before I wake up. Right. Well, and also like we've had deviations and like future issues of ninja turtles that aren't necessarily in continuity with the idw comics so this could be something like that where it's just like a one-off um but i i'm just excited to see what it is when it finally comes out because the designs look really cool yeah it's a nice homage to that very first splash page from ninja turtles looks really good yeah like i really i really want to know what's going on and i would love to have sophie and tom on the show to talk about it yeah, I mean, we, we haven't gotten Sophie on the show yet, and I've been wanting to, so that might be something to look I think, uh I think now's the time that Maybe. we... Uh... Very well could be. <laughs> can reach out, see if she'll come on. It is kind of a busy time of year, though, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, it's Christmas. But, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what it is. I, I mean... Speaking of this being like another universe, I own it in like the deviations. I would love for like some more multiversal shenanigans. I would like love for the turtles to run into like their deviation versions of themselves that are like still evil and stuff like that. Like that are still <laughs> on Shredder's side. That'd be cool. Uh, I don't know. Just, just, just some shenanigans like that I think would be really, really neat. I'm just the it's the title that really like is the most interesting thing to me. Like the Campbell and Waltz after Eastman and Laird. Yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's the the actual running title, but it's like it it's very interesting. Well, I've seen people do that. I've seen artists do that, like when they do homages to other things. So like it'll be like this person after this person who did it initially. So I think I think that's all it is. It's just it's just they're saying this isn't our poses and and layout. We we got this from Eastman and Laird. Okay. Yeah. 
it's like that you know that famous like wolverine where he's got his claws popped out and you can see the hulk in the other in the in the reflection of his uh thing like yeah. if someone does an homage to that that's like shredder with casey jones will be like this person after todd mcfarlane yeah so that way they're giving credit to the original artist okay i think that's all it is i don't i don't know that it's like going to be the title or anything but but i mean like the fact that like sophie was saying like it's different and like saying like it's it's and and that tom responded to it saying that like next year is going to be big like that that's what's that's what's got me so interested in it i'm wondering if they're trying to create like more last ronin type universes as well like if they're maybe going for something that's like darker and grittier because like i've seen sophie like like when those first pictures were coming out of the last ronin and you see like Raphael killing and like dragging the foot ninjas in the sewers trying to find karai you know she's like oh i wish my turtles could murder or something like that or like i want you know type thing so like, yeah it could be possible that we're getting like a, a book that's going to kind of be more in that the last ronin area you know, in category. With- oh man, guys, what if this is the dark and gritty turtles that people have always wanted? What if it is? All right, everybody, speculate responsibly. But yeah. if if you got <laughs> if you have a guess of what it is, uh, let us know what you think because I want to I want to hear like what are your fan theories on what this is going to be? Yeah. So, I'm talking to you, Clint, because I know news. you're listening. <laughs> yes. Let us know, Clint. But so the news here is that Sophie shared this art of something that's happening next year. And it's not a continuation of The Last Ronin or a part of it. And it's not a continuation of the Mirage series or a part of that. That's or a reboot of the IDW series. Do we know for sure though? Yeah, she said she said it's not a reboot. Okay. Oh, it's not a reboot. Sorry, I didn't hear the reboot part. Yeah, it's not a reboot of IDW either. So so knowing those things, guys, what do you think this is? Let us know in the comments. Oh, I thought we were waiting for answers. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. How, how, how good am I at disguising my voice as someone else? <laughs> yeah, I could see you thinking. I, I could see the gears turn in your head. <laughs> I think it's all a reboot. Yeah. I say we let them go. I'll just... I'll just right. Oh, uh, what it... Uh, God, I'm trying to get Og's voice in my head again. Oh, you guys, I think this is going to be a thing. <laughs> I think it's going to be dark and gritty again. Ooh. All right. Any other news for this week? And that's it. Uh, I, there's nothing really on the toy front um, as we gear up towards this holiday season. Like, I think everything that's kind of been already announced has been announced. NECA didn't do anything for Turtle Tuesday yesterday. Um you know super seven uh oh super seven uh wave four if you guys got the wave four uh of the ultimates which is donatello casey uh mondo gecko and muckman uh if you pre-ordered those directly from super seven those are arriving and shipping soon so definitely uh be excited for that i got mine through big bad toy store uh so mine are gonna be a bit before i actually get them but uh yeah oh so spencer what are we doing next week next week we're going to be covering issues 
seven, eight, and nine of volume two of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that's confrontations, face off, and victory? Question mark? Victory? Yeah, the title has a question mark. So, <laughs> all go. right. Well, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know somewhere on the internet uh, by hitting up Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, leave a reply, or just say hi. Well, we we, just, we want to hear it. Uh, if you want, guys want to let us know, uh, or if you guys want to leave a review on whatever podcasting app you're listening on, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, any of those, leave a review um, because we do read them uh, when we get them and uh, definitely helps other people find the show the more reviews that we get. And, you know, we just, we just want to hear, you know, what do you guys want us to talk about with Ninja Turtles kind of thing? So, yeah. Uh, other than that, guys, we love you. And uh, it's December now. So, hot dog. <laughs> Yippee. So, that's our show this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. All right, let's beat feet. so spectacular though i also thought it was hilarious when yeah I oh god did you see that did you see that thread on reddit which one uh, um somebody was talking about the two, the first 2003 game um uh, and somebody was like oh i can still hear uh i can still hear some of the quotes and i was like eat feet eat feet eat feet and i got like i had so many upvotes on that stupid nice. shit, shit reply <laughs> um yeah. I've I've done several of those, but I, uh, I I mean I whenever I see anyone do like the e feet e feet or any of them, like I'll just reply with another one of the lines of dialogue and just create a thread of it. <laughs> yeah, there it's you like you be, I love like Reddit. I got the bat, you bring the ball or something. Yeah, yeah let's play stick ball. I have the stick, you be the ball. Yeah, slice and dice, slice and dice, <laughs> dive bomb. Uh, uh, I recently played sure. through the the second one of those games, the Battle Nexus one for the PlayStation Two, and uh-huh. uh, there's a bunch of like, there's a bunch of levels where you're like on a hoverboard and have to collect medallions or something, and every character has the same line. I'll take them all, and they all say it like exactly the same way. I'll <laughs> take them all. Which I'll take the... them all. I'll take them all. Like it's so annoying. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like which is the game that like everyone like a lot of people said was like the best one. I think it was Mutant Madness. For the 2003 series ones? Yeah. I want to say it's the Battle Nexus one that people like the most. I've only ever played the first one. That's the one I had. Yeah, oh. I've only ever played the first one. Uh, the second one's pretty good. Um, it's got a lot of platforming, and all four characters share a health bar. So if someone on your team sucks, then uh, it's a good way to lose friends. The third one is really good, though. Uh, but you can't switch between turtles during a mission like you could in the in the second one. The um, only like the only other like 2003 game I've played is the Game Boy one, which isn't bad. 
it's just not my favorite of the beat-em-ups the 2007 game boy advance game yeah, is that one's really good yeah really good it's got some rpg elements so does the the third uh playstation it reminds, 2 me, one. it reminds me a lot of the like the scott pilgrim game i think the same some some similar folks worked on it yeah yeah i think so too yeah yeah i i watched my friend play like the 2007 game on the gamecube <laughs> oh that's oh. not the good version though I have that, and I never have busted it out. I bought it at a thrift store a couple of years ago, along I, with a Star Fox Adventures, and have still not beat Star Fox Adventures. I never I know, made I, it to the other I one. Bought, <laughs> uh, I do. I still have. Oh no, I think I traded it in. Um, but I up until recently, I had uh, Star Fox Adventure and the other one. Assault. Assault's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's Assault or Command. I think Command was the 3D, was the DS one. I think you're correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, no, that, that was, those are, I never played them. I bought them because I was like, I, I'm going to play these someday. And I never did. Yeah, I got the 2007 one for my PC, actually, not that long ago because I saw someone selling it. Uh, mm. Cool. But uh, it won't work. It, my, my PC's too advanced for it, I guess, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> like I, I've tried everything to try and get it to work, like all these videos on the internet and everything, and did all this stuff, and it, I can't get it to work. So it's Another game I've always wanted to play from Ninja Turtles is uh, the Manhattan Missions, I think it's called. It was like an old DOS game. Huh. Um, yeah, I, I think I found a site where you can just play it on there, but that's another one of those ones like it's so old, I don't think it will work on my computer. Yeah. I wish that like Konami would just go and like release all of the, like include the 2003 ones, 87 ones, just release them all together in a collection. Like, I mean, like I that's, the, that's that. the smart money right there. Like yeah. doing that. Cause like, they're they're doing it right now. In fact, I last night I just bought the um, Castlevania like advanced collection mm-hmm. that just got uh, released a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and it's it's literally just a repackaged version of the Castlevania games. They also did it with the um, the original Castlevania games and the Contra games, and like so, Konami can can do it. Like they have the platform to re-release them the problem is is you know it's it's gotta be licensing yeah it's gotta be i know what else it could be the money they would rake in though like it would make the licensing worth it i feel like it i mean maybe i think what i think what what it's gonna be break uh, come down to is shutter's revenge i think that's gonna be the make or break for if we get um a classic video game collection. I think if if that does gangbusters and it's got to like gangbusters, mm-hmm. maybe Kanabi will be like, you know what? There's some money here, and see if they can re-release the old games. Yeah, now but- I think now I think what would be interesting would be what games they re-release. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think they'll do the original one, the NES one. As much as I want them to, I don't think they will. Uh, it's just, it's too different from the other games. And it's like everybody associates Turtles with the beat em ups. Uh-huh. So, as much as I love the first one the most, I don't think they'll 
I don't think that's that'll be in a classic collection. I think a classic collection will be the three arcade games. Yeah. So two, three, and Turtles in Time. Yeah. Maybe Tournament Fighters. Oh, please. I, I could see them including the first one because that's like one of the best selling titles for the Nintendo. So no, it, it, it absolutely wouldn't. Was. And that yeah. was on the uh, Wii Virtual Console. Yeah. Um, for a while. I think it's it's got to be some. In fact, because it was an extra dollar, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I think I still have 400 points or whatever. Because oh, I think they I, came in fives and I, that like, was six I, or something. I bought it. It was 700. Oh, okay. um, and I remember I remember buying it like day one when I heard it was coming because I was like, absolutely. And then mm-hmm. it got delisted because um, it was a promotion for the 2007 movie. That's why it got put on there. Yeah. I also got the arcade game on Xbox for the same reason. I I had it, but I have it on my lost account. Oh, so sense. I can't get it anymore. But if I ever if I ever get my old login back, it's there waiting for me. There you go. Yeah, I it's gotta be like a that Konami no longer owns the rights to distribute the video games or something. Cause like I oh, don't yeah, know they, they what definitely else don't. it would be. They de- they definitely don't have the rights to distribute it. Yeah. Um which is which is why like which is why we we haven't seen it in years so they would have to renegotiate with with nick now because originally it was mirage um so like they, they they'll have to renegotiate with nick and i mean who knows who knows if like nick even really wants that i mean i, I don't know why they wouldn't once again it's one of those things where it's like you got free money there I, I know it's Free it's money. it's really it's really hard to to gauge like why they would leave that money sitting on the table. Yeah, but I, I don't yeah. know. My my hope and I, I highly doubt it would happen. I'm pretty sure if they were to re-release, like you said, it would just be those first games that are the retro games. But like if they could just include the 2003 games as well. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Is like I think, but that's the furthest reach out of all. I really, I really hope when we get to 2003's 20th anniversary, which is, you know, practically next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really hope we do start to see more 2003 representation, like for your sake. I mean, because 2003, like, it, yeah, it's not my favorite, but it also, like, it is you know a very legitimate part of turtles history like it is very much like i don't want to say it's the thing that saved ninja turtles but it's like ninja turtles was dead yeah at the time yeah absolutely and it literally like brought it back for a while mm-hmm. yeah so, it made yeah. it popular enough for nick to buy it and then make the 2012 cartoon you know yeah exactly well did it did it did did 2003 do that or did they just want to recapture 87 because all they've all they've tried to do since is try to recapture 87 i was saying it it proved that it was still a viable property enough for nick to buy it Mm -hmm. yeah it it, it does suck that 2003 has this like forgotten middle child syndrome like yeah. There's nothing for fans of that show. Which, I mean, granted, like the fact that it was the first turtle show they put on uh, Paramount Plus, though, 
I think that goes a long way too. Mm-hmm. You know, that, 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 that in and of itself is not insignificant. Like that is a huge deal that that is there. And granted, like we've discussed that they don't own 87 outright. So they can't, so they can't stream it. But the fact that they bothered putting 2003 on there at all, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like I, I love the 2003 series. I would definitely want to be like, that's huge. But at the same time, some of the other things they've also put on Paramount plus, <laughs> It really well, may not be saying that much. <laughs> I mean, if that's a dig at Rise, sir. No, not a dig at Rise. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm, I'm you talking. would never do that to me, to no. my face. Um, but, but, but what I'm saying is like um, the fact that they put um, 2003 on there, like as like, and even then, like that was in the commercial, like announcing Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that was huge. So I, I really like, and I really want to encourage people, like if you want to see more content like 2003, you've got to watch it on Paramount plus mm-hmm. like, like that is clearly where they were trying to encourage people to go to watch that. Cause like, if you're watching it on, oh, it's free on YouTube, you're not doing yourself any favor other than saving a couple bucks a month. Like I get it streaming. You like, adding another streaming service sucks i get it mm-hmm. but also like, Paramount plus is one of like the cheapest streaming services yeah it's like how much is it it's like, like five bucks yeah like five seven bucks it's not that expensive yeah and it's got like a couple week free trial like you know and granted i don't think you're gonna watch all of 2007 or 2003 anyway so just get it for a week, watch the episodes you want, or just watch same as it never was 10 times. Because <laughs> I know that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we know when uh, the rest of Rise is going up on that? Have you heard anything? Oh, no, man. Like, and I even, I even tweeted to them uh, the other day uh, about that because they were like, um, oh, it was, it was like their Thanksgiving post. And they were like, we're thankful you can watch you know, Ninja Turtles on, on uh, Paramount+. Plus. And I was like, I'll be even more thankful when you put the second season of Rise on yeah. Paramount Plus. I really wonder if some of it has to do with their deal with Netflix on that movie. Somebody mentioned that, and I I don't know if like that. It, like, I mean, I I get the theory. Yeah, this is me speculating. You know. Yeah, speculating responsibly. Speculating responsibly. This isn't um, sure the reason. But I I I get I get the theory, but I don't think that would be the case um it would like i that wouldn't prevent them that wouldn't prevent the second season like if anything like i think if the movie came to paramount plus like that would be huge and and that would explain the movie's delay but i don't think i don't think it just i don't think the second season not coming to paramount plus has anything to do with it because because the show was never going to go to netflix anyway at least not a, at least not a U.S. Netflix. It was on um, I think it was on Canadian Netflix. Yeah, it was on Canadian Netflix. You know what other like random characters from the 2003 series I like that came out of nowhere? The Indian Washington. Washington. The what? Yeah. Sorry. They're from season six. They're like the the bird dudes, like samurai bird dudes. Oh yeah, they could like 
wrap themselves in their wings and like drill. Yeah. 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 yeah I like those guys. They're cool. Well, you know what I like? I actually like the fast forward designs. I do too. No, I like, I'm a big fan of the fast forward designs, but I also was still like, I was still in the target age range during fast forward. So like, I didn't get the, the hate, <laughs> the part that turned people off. With I it. mean, like I, I was long out of 2003 at that point, yeah. but, uh, and I, I, I didn't really like the designs back then. Cause mostly the only, my only exposure to those designs were the toys at that point. And plus like, I was old enough to be like, oh, it's, you know, they go to the future. It's that trope. Uh-huh. Um, which they did the similar thing in 2012 when they went into space. So, like, I get it. Um, but somebody posted those designs. Um, I think it was on, I think it was on the Reddit the other day. And mm-hmm. I was like, they're not bad. Like, I actually really like those designs. They look cool. Like, yeah. the, the future-looking designs actually look cool. And same with their weapons and stuff. People can like, say what they want about it, but it looks cool. I I would I would give them maybe I w- I would change the designs of the weapons a little bit because hmm. I, I think the weapons are a little too like eh, this is too much of a toy. Like give Donatello his metal bow, but like Raph doesn't need laser size. But laser size, dude. I know laser size do yeah. sound cool. <laughs> Did you hear what you just said? <laughs> All right, fine. I take that one. Back. I, yeah, I, I, I think see, you could I throw them see, and they would explode. I want to see a, a lightsaber sigh. That's the next evolution of lightsaber. There we go. A light oh. cyber. Like I. <laughs> nice. Got the jokes. Yep. No, but it, it's great because like as Krang, as Krang would say. They're not the only ones who kind of have all the puns. No, like one of my favorite things is in like those first episodes and they first show up to the future and they go to this machine that like turns, you know, whatever you think into like a thing. And so it's how they create their weapons. And so Leo makes his future sigh and Donnie makes his bow and Raph makes his sigh. And then Michelangelo steps out in like this mech suit and he's just like, goodbye, nunchucks. Hello, Mikey 3000. Yes. The rest of the episode, he's got like this Gatling gun arm and like these robot legs. It's funny. I don't know. That is, that does sound really funny. Yeah. That's really like that. That season wasn't bad. Neither was back to the sewer. I don't know. I don't quite get all the hate for it. Like I I understand like it, it definitely was like them trying to reboot it and make more toys, but like overall it was fairly good. Um, There were some episodes I really liked, like the, the one where they find the old movie theater club and it turned yeah. into like a horror movie after that it was really good baxter stockman shows back up uh we see there's a guy in the future that's the turtle titan and he meets michelangelo and michelangelo's a real dick to him and yeah it's a good episode yeah yeah no like it's overhated for yeah. sure As, absolutely hated they go like they go to the like the one where they go to the moon and they're in the, with the Inuashi Gungeon is great. And like Michelangelo makes the Raphael puppet and is mocking him the whole time with it. <laughs> you know, like it's, I don't know. I you just got to get over like uh, Jammerhead and like the robot constable. Like there are stupid things about it still, but there's some good things in there. <laughs> I don't mind the robot constable though. And I don't mind Jammerhead either. I like the concept <laughs> of the street phantoms. And the robot constable is voiced by Sean Schemmel. Fun fact. Goku Sean Schemmel, I love that guy. Goku and the constable are the same voice actor. Oh. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. The uh, as I saw someone say, like the the problem with the 2003 series is that it ran for three seasons too long. I'm like I, oh, I say that all the time. I don't agree or disagree with you, but I like season I, four. In my opinion, season four wasn't too long. That's the Ninja Tribunal season. No, season five is the Ninja Tribunal season. Yeah. Oh. Season five is where I kind of, I, I really liked it when I was a kid and it was one of the first times I'd like when I was a teenager and I watched it, uh, you know, it was the first time, like, I, I guess I'd maybe been exposed to like more like long form storytelling. Cause the whole season is pretty much a story. Yeah. Uh, you know, without any, without much filler at all, but I don't know. I watched it again older and it just didn't hit the same. I don't know what yeah. it is. about it. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something about it that isn't. For me, like I thought the the whole idea was cool, and mm. I, I thought it was cool that they brought back the like foot mystics and uh, and all that. But um, so they get new weapons, and immediately like Donatello jumps in the air, spins in a circle, and says "cleaving wind," and like his energy <laughs> like radiates over, away from him. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. So the, here's a show I loved for its intricate <laughs> here's choreography. Here's a show I loved. Fights. Yeah, for its for its great choreography. Like there are really good fights in that in that show and now they're just like shooting energy at each other all the time and that's that's my big issue with the ninja tribunal series so fair enough yeah. uh, i know about the ninja tribunal season but i i i know it was like it was like the lost season for a while mm-hmm. yeah it uh, never aired on networks i don't think i think yeah. it only aired online or something no it, it aired on it aired on uh four kids tv I remember it airing on there because yeah, they marketed it with all these commercials and stuff for like Ninja Turtles, the lost episodes. Yeah, I, think, I remember I remember that. I think it happened like in the middle of season six or like after it, something like that. And so that's kind of how they marketed it was like these are lost episodes. Yeah, okay. Uh that makes sense. And then they aired it. So it, it was aired in a weird order, but I think it actually had aired on some other syndicated like cable channel or something like that as season five to test the waters there or something like that but it hadn't aired on the saturday morning cartoons and then and then it did later somewhere gotcha. in there yeah it's kind of like right, uh, kind of like 87 we're like we're about to get to a part where there's a season seven is actually part of season four a little bit or something because yeah. they're in europe i don't know that whole thing was confusing to me uh when do we want to do we wish you a turtle christmas um as close to christmas as we possibly can so probably the week before something like that so we have so next week then the 15th so we we have to do it on the 15th yeah because that's that because the 15th will the 15th that episode will drop on the 21st Okay, and then yeah, Christmas will happen after that. Yeah. All right, that's when we'll do. We wish you a total Christmas, though. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, let's see. Who wants what issues next week? Uh, give me the good issue. Um, I can't remember. Sure. <laughs> Have a victory? Question mark. Victory. Yeah. All right. Wait, who's getting victory? Mike? I'll do vic- I'll do victory. Okay. Victory. Question mark. Victory. Let's see the other ones we have. Oh, where'd my bookmark go? Uh, confrontations and face off. 
right, I gotta hop off. My I'm taking face off because it's a Jack Nicholson movie. All right, take it easy, Mike. Spencer, I'm giving you confrontations. All righty, I'll take that. All right, guys, talk All to right. you next week. See you later. See you. Bye. Take care. Take care.